to the Friday, January 11th edition of Between the Horns, everybody. Miles Simmons here to take you through the practice week as the LA Rams get set to host the Dallas Cowboys at the Coliseum for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And it's been a busy week around the Rams facility at Cal Lutheran with the team first finally finding out who they would be playing and then getting back on the field to prepare for an opponent rather than just simply working on themselves. But again, for this episode, let's begin with running back Todd Gurley and the latest on his knee injury, and and really, it is good news. Head coach Sean McVay has been consistent all week in sharing his expectation that Gurley will be on the field when the Rams line up against the Dallas Cowboys. And Gurley was listed as a limited participant on Tuesday and Wednesday, but he was back in full on Thursday, and he does not have an injury status, which means he is expected to play. Here's what Sean McVay had to say about Gurley after Thursday's final practice of the week. He looks like Todd. He looks like uh, the explosive, great back that we're accustomed to seeing. Uh, he's feeling good. He's had a great week of preparation, and uh, you know we're expecting him to be ready to go, and all things are uh, looking in a, a very positive direction. Gurley himself said following Wednesday's practice that he's been feeling better and that he's been communicating with the coaching staff and the training staff each day about the status of his knee. While he's done some work on the Altered G treadmill, which uses technology to reduce a person's body weight while running, he got on the field and he ran this week for the first time since that Philadelphia game. So here's what Todd Gurley had to say on Wednesday about the way his knee's been feeling as of late. It's been a process like over the couple weeks. Um... But, like, the last week's been, like, really good for me. You know, just me and Byron been attacking the rehab, and it's just been getting better. So, um, like I said, it's just all about me communicating and, you know, and then them having a plan, and then we just kind of figuring it out from there. But um, everything's been going pretty good right now, so hopefully we can keep it that way. So again, it's all positive on the girly injury front, and that's going to help create what should be a terrific running back matchup between the Rams and Cowboys on Sunday. Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott are two of the premier backs in the league, in large part because both can do it all. They're great runners, they're great receivers, and they can stand in the backfield and block for the quarterback. So Zeke Elliott and Todd Gurley were neck and neck for much of the season in chasing that rushing title. But of course, with Gurley missing the last two games, that went to Ezekiel Elliott for the second time in three seasons. He had 1,434 yards on the ground. And really, it would have been more if Zeke hadn't sat out Dallas's Week 17 contest against the Giants. So this week, Gurley said he's looking forward to the matchup between the two former top 10 draft picks. Great game. Um, obviously, um, two top running backs. and um, But, you know, it's not really about us. Just a team game. And, you know, obviously, we got to hype it up, you know, Zeke versus Gurley, but I mean, he's a great running back, man. I mean, he's won the, the Russian title, you know, two out of the last three years. Um, he's a big back like myself. I mean, basically fast, strong, you know, catch the, catch the ball. Um, teams rely on him um, a lot, and, you know, he goes out there and prove it every week. He gets it done, so um, that's what makes him, you know, one of the top backs in this league over the stuff that he's been able to do, you know, since he's entered the league. Zeke had 137 yards rushing last week against Seattle, and that's a team with a pretty good defensive front. Now, the Rams do have the benefit of experience, having played the big back in week four of 2017. So what makes Zeke so special? John Johnson and Michael Brockers talked about that this week. He's big, but he can run. He can really run, like, with the best of them. Um, So I think, like you said, it's something that you actually got to play against him to know what to expect. And um, I think we all know what to expect, so we've been prepping for 
for him and we're ready to go. I mean, he's just a hard, tough runner, man. He, he doesn't like to, to go backwards. He loves to always fall forward. And, uh, you know, the greatest thing about him is, you know, um, he can take the rock 30 times and, and, and he is dominant as he is, you know, from the start to finish. So um, we just got to rally to the ball defensively and, uh, and get him down because we know uh, it starts with him personally. When you look at the Cowboys, they're built in a somewhat similar way to the Rams in that both teams have terrific young running backs paired with up-and-coming young quarterbacks. For Los Angeles, that QB is Jared Goff, who we'll talk more about later. But for Dallas, it's Dak Prescott. And it's sort of hard to believe that Prescott kind of accidentally had one of the better rookie debuts for any quarterback when Tony Romo went down with an injury back in 2016. Now, Prescott has gotten his first playoff victory after last week. So Prescott has a lot of arm talent, but he can also make plays with his legs, which is part of what defensive coordinator Wade Phillips said makes him so difficult to defend. Well, I mean, he can run and throw. I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of the teams that are in the playoffs certainly have quarterbacks that can can scramble too, and he's one of them. So, um, you know, he, he can hurt you uh, making first down. They're, they're a really good third down team, uh, and part of it's obviously because he throws the ball well. They've got good receivers, good timing, and so forth, but he also makes first downs by running it also so uh, and then in the red zone he scored scored or been uh, been responsible for a lot of scores down there so uh, he's a real versatile quarterback and just been coming along better and better every year so Dak threw for just under 3,900 yards this season with 22 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Now, six of those passing touchdowns went to Amari Cooper, who Dallas acquired in a blockbuster midseason trade. For more on how the Rams are going to have to defend that wide receiver, here's staff writer Clarence Dennis. As the Rams prepare for the Cowboys offense, powered by Dak and Zeke, it'll be important to remember what wide receiver Amari Cooper has to offer. The Cowboys traded for Cooper ahead of week nine and quickly made him a big part of the offense. On Tuesday, Marcus Peters and Aqib Talib spoke about what they've seen from Cooper in Dallas. Same thing I've been seeing with Coop since I've been facing since he was rookies. Excellent receiver. Uh, glad he's getting a chance to actually be himself and just you know go out there and play ball. You know, uh, he's been playing been playing a, lot, a whole lot better from the second in the season once he left Oakland. So, supposed to player, he's got to be ready. Man, he, uh, he's one about. of the top guys, man. He's all in all, he's one of the top guys, man. He's fast, he's quick, he catch the ball downfield, hop on the football, good yards after the catch, man. So. He got the total package. Cooper posted his third thousand yard season as a member of the Raiders and Cowboys in 2018, but Dallas has relied heavily on the wideout. 76 of his 107 targets and six of Cooper's seven touchdowns this season have come as a Cowboy. Peter says it's a new team, same Amari, and Tlaib agrees. Nah, he's the same opener. person. He's going to be Amari Cooper. So, you know, I say nothing different about that. Just as far as play calling and things like that, as far as his personality and his, his characteristics is fitting in the offense, I think it, it works well for him. He's good off the line. He does those things very well. So, you got to be ready for him. Uh, I think they're getting the ball in his hands more, uh, a lot more quick passes, a lot more catch and run type situations. So, uh, they're doing a good job getting the ball in his hands. Peters and Tlaib have some experience against Cooper as former members of the AFC West. And NFL Network's David Carr said this week, it's been a favorable matchup for the Rams' corners, pointing out that since 2015, Cooper has just one catch against Tlaib and seven against Peters. 
The Rams held Cooper to just one reception for nine yards in week one in Oakland, but the playoffs are a different story. Just ask the Super Bowl 50 champ. Yeah, playoffs, I mean, everybody measured like that, you know? O-line versus D-line, you know, quarterbacks, cornerbacks, everybody, man. So you, you want to be popular and get your name out there, make a couple plays in the playoffs, you'll be there. Thanks, Clarence, for that report on Cooper and the Rams' defensive backs. So let's talk more about the Rams' offense, specifically quarterback Jared Goff. Now, I think we all know Goff didn't have his best stretch of the season for the first few games after the bye. But I think he did rebound in a nice way during weeks 16 and 17. Here's what he had to say about what he was working on, though, during this playoff bye week. Uh, Nothing specifically, just continue to sharpen up on everything, you know, footwork, um, pocket mechanics, uh, being strong in the pocket, you know, going through the reads, everything. We had some good practices that we're able to get that done. Nearly everyone on the Rams has talked about how much they learned from that previous playoff experience last year against Atlanta. And Goff is no different, saying after the 49ers game that he feels like he understands what the opportunity of the playoffs means just a bit more. But there's something to be gained with every experience, and here's what Sean McVay had to say about why he feels like Goff is better equipped to lead Los Angeles to a playoff victory this year. I think the same thing that we were talking about earlier, just the experience, and I think he's... uh, done an excellent job of learning from that experience. I think he's a better player than he was a year ago. Uh, He's gotten better physically. I think he's got a better understanding of what we're trying to get done, what defenses are trying to do from an above the next standpoint. And and I just think that he's better equipped to to play at a higher level just based on um, getting better, focusing on the little things and, and doing it the right way one day at a time. The famously even-keel quarterback said he also is not really nervous for this big-time matchup. Actually, he said he wasn't nervous last year either. I wasn't. Uh, you know, I was more excited, and sure, you have butterflies early on, but I wouldn't say it was ner- nervous. Um, I was excited, and uh, I feel the same way this year. You know, definitely excited to get out there, and especially after having a week off watching those games, you kind of get that feeling of going again, and it feels like it's been forever since we played, and um, we're excited to go. While Goff has played against the Cowboys before, he said there's plenty of differences in this year's team than the squad Los Angeles beat last year in week four. I think, again, you can start with the pass rush. They, you know, I know they had Demarcus Lawrence last year as well, but he's playing at a really high level again this year, and they've added a few pieces there that have played at a high level with him, and they've done some good things up front to do that. And then um, I think the linebackers are extremely athletic. You know, Sean Lee's a great player, but Van Der Esch stepping in for him and, and, and Jalen are both so athletic and can do such great things. And then I think... Byron Jones moving to corner, having the year he's had, has been huge for them. And their secondary is good as well at the other positions. But they've made some good adjustments, and I think in these last seven, eight games, um, they've really found themselves defensively and have played well. And finally, this is going to be the ninth playoff meeting between the Cowboys and Rams, and that is the most postseason matchups in NFL history between two teams. Now, on Monday's episode, I mentioned that the last time the Cowboys and Rams got together in the postseason, the Rams shut out Dallas 20 to nothing behind Eric Dickerson's NFL playoff record 248 yards rushing. And to give you an idea of just how awesome that record is, no one else in NFL postseason history has even reached 210 yards rushing in a game. So yeah, there's a reason why Dickerson is a Hall of Famer. And this week I got him on the phone to talk about his most memorable plays from that game. I think I have two memorable plays in that game. I think the, the, the first play come out to have, I have to have, I had a 60 yard touchdown. Man, that was just big for me because, I, I, you know, I, I just wanted to show them how fast I was so you can see, you can see how fast I am. Uh, it was the first play right up to him. I went right up to good. I think the play was ice right. Uh, it was on 
Dickerson and I talked about a few more topics as well, including what this running back matchup between Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley could look like on Sunday. For that whole interview, you can check out therams.com. So that'll do it for this Friday, January 11th episode of Between the Horns for Clarence Dennis. Miles Simmons here saying thanks so much for listening. Kickoff for Saturday's divisional round matchup between the Rams and Cowboys at the LA Coliseum will be at 5.15 p.m. Pacific time. And if you can't make it to the stadium, you can catch it nationwide on Fox. And then you can also catch that broadcast on ESPN LA for radio. Enjoy the game.